So just to be clear, mm-hmm. you played Luke Skywalker. That's correct. And then you played Han Solo <laughs> in the same show weeks mm-hmm. apart. Yes, that's correct. Well, what, I played... What Phil- is this show again? <laughs> Lando the Musical. Oh, okay. And you sang. I did sing. As Luke Skywalker. I did. You sang a parody of the greatest American hero. I did. And then uh, last week I sang... Uh, uh, instead of singing Summer of 69, I sang uh, Frozen in Carbon Night. Somehow? Works. I was frozen in carbon night! Totally works. Yeah. So but you, that show's done now. But you, you. You were playing Luke Skywalker. That's correct. You look nothing like Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Or do I look everything like Luke Skywalker? No, I go ahead and say you look nothing like Luke Skywalker. Well, that's why they have wigs. And somehow you look less like Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why they have wigs. <laughs> so what is, the, what is the concept behind Lando the musical? Uh, so Lando Calrissian. I'm aware of the Billy D. Williams played character. Doing a musical. Thank you. It was really more like a review show than a musical, wasn't kind it? Kind of a review. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Lando Calrissian so review. You can, can find it online. We'll p- put some of it on our, on our website. Go to uh, Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast to see Brent playing Luke Skywalker at the Sacred Fool's Theater presentation of Lando colon the musical. Yeah. It's pretty fun. <laughs> we just watched it. It was kind of outrageous. <laughs> hey, everybody. You have made it back to the next thrilling chapter of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. What was that about? And I'm Brent. I, I am. Are you? Yes. You seem very sure of yourself this week. You seem like the looks of a man who went to see a baseball game yesterday. Well, I did see something yesterday. It was, in theory, a baseball game. Yeah, Royals didn't they didn't uh, play their best or have the best luck either either one and that's not a good combination. The Royals are playing in here in the city of Los Angeles. They're playing the Anaheim yeah, Angels of Los Angeles. Anaheim. I wouldn't say they're in the city of Los Angeles, but Well, they call themselves the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, that's a, of Anaheim. It's a marketing ploy. You're fooled, right? Yeah. I mean, Man, I'm, I'm fooled clearly. I can't believe we're not to the stadium yet. It's supposed to be in Los Angeles. <laughs> it says right there on the ticket Los Angeles Angels. Oh, like, did you see the Dodgers uh, uh, T-shirts they made after that was a thing mm-hmm. that just said Los Angeles Dodgers of Los Angeles? Uh, that's really funny. I like troll shirts like that. What can I say? Uh, so, yeah. So I didn't realize that the Anaheim fans, were some of them were so thin skinned, you know? Oh, gosh, yes. Like the Royals were getting, you know, beat like five to one or something. And they made a good play in the field. And one of the Royals fans like, you know, tipped his hat to them. And this guy's like, why are you tipping your head? You're still on 5-1, to one, still getting beat. Yeah, but it's still a good play, sir. Yeah. I can still appreciate good baseball so when did, I see it. So he was literally like two rows behind me, this guy. The guy, the other guy that tipped his hat was like five rows in front of us. Uh, we were sitting like in the fifth row. Uh, and this guy, You were on TV. Uh, yeah, I was on TV. Yes, you were. Uh, and so the guy behind me is yelling, and I just turn around and go, oh, man, we're down 5-1. to one. Guess I'll just have to be satisfied with being the world champs right now. <laughs> oh, jeez. And <laughs> shut down. Yeah. The only time I've ever been in a sporting event and almost gotten into a fight with somebody was in Anaheim. Really? Yeah, it was at the uh, playoff game between the Red Wings and Ducks, and there was a guy behind me who was like just this dumb, drunk, rednecky Ducks fan who uh, would le- lean down into my ear and just be like shouting like uh, things like "Let's go Ducks!" But he'd do it like right here next to my head, wow. and I'm just kind of ignoring him, letting it go. Like you're the home team, whatever. You're being an idiot. And then there came to be a point, the Red Wings were crushing the Ducks in this playoff game. We were up like 5-1 to one or something, silly like that. And then a fight breaks out in the third period, 
And they had these like rally towels for the ducks that they had, you know, like the terrible towels. The dude behind me, who'd just been kind of like uh, shouting things at me the whole game from an inch away, started whipping it, but he was whipping it forward so it would hit me in the face from above the top of my head. And it hit me twice, and I just literally just turned around and I gave him the Detroit look. (laughs) And I was like, is this happening? Yeah. And I just looked right at him and just dead stare. I'm like, is this happening? And he's like, uh, and I'm like, okay, okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Right. This doesn't have to happen. You could make this happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and didn't have a problem with him the entire rest of the game. The Angel fan kept trying to talk to me, too. He was like, he's like, yeah, yeah, nice, nice bandwagon. When'd you, bandwagon fan, when would you buy that jacket? And I was like, uh, well, since it says 2015 World Champs, I bought it in 2015. <laughs> Brent, I think it's time we come clean. I was that man. Yeah. From two rows back shouting things. Well, then you're a wimp, sir, because I because we, we kind of had a couple moments where we stared at each other, and then I actually saw one of my my one friend yeah. or my couple of friends that have season tickets. They happened to be sitting in the same area, and I found them, and then I pointed at the guy. I was like, hey, what's with your buddy over there? And then, the, and then like two innings later, the dude was gone. Oh, yeah, shoot. One of those guys. Don't mess with the season gotta, ticket gotta holders. Talk talk big and then all of a sudden like no i'm saying he wasn't kicked out he was like oh well, i don't want to have to have a confrontation i just wanted to talk trash safely from behind him you know it's, it's easy to do when you're the home team right <laughs> it's when you show up in visiting gear yeah that you actually have to have some level of bravery yeah but I've, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week brent NFL happenings are huge. It's our annual. This is actually the third year and anniversary of the Raisin Brent Show. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Been doing this for three years, so this would be the... What's the two-year anniversary, then? It would be the start of the third year. I believe it's the start of the fourth year? No. What? We've no. 130-some-odd episodes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I guess time doesn't fly. I only know this because on Facebook, they do the Facebook memories. Mm-hmm. And it said three years ago, hey, I've got this new podcast called The Raisin Brent Show. Well, it doesn't seem that long, so I guess it sure doesn't doesn't fly when you're hanging out with Ray. <laughs> it it really, you. it feels like every second of every minute. It feels minute. like 12 years. <laughs> 12 years. It feels like 12 years I was sentenced to, I thought I did good behavior to get under my 15 years, but yet I'm still in here. And then you, it's like that Cookie Monster commercial for Siri where he's waiting and waiting and waiting, and then he looks down and it's only been 53 seconds. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm feeling like right now. Uh, but anyway, we got a lot of NFL. We're going to do the draft. This is how we opened the first ever Raisin Brent show. Was that the first show? That well, draft? it was in the first I set of shows, first, at least. First few. Yeah. Uh, we did the NFL draft. We've been doing it. Last year was the big hit for the Raisin Brent show. We nailed all five picks. Oh, we did. Yeah. Uh, we each got four out of five and picked up the other one where the other one got it wrong. I anticipate no less than this year. I anticipate both of us getting six out of five. Even more than is possible. I anticipate somehow us getting negative picks, right? <laughs> like, that guy isn't even in the draft. What are we doing? Uh, we'll be doing the NFL draft. we got to talk about some more. Uh, lots of NFL news popping out right now. The schedules. I mean, we talked about that last week. We feel pretty good about it, though. Uh, so I don't know why I bring it up. <laughs> We've also got to talk about some NBA playoffs. And then Game of Thrones is back, Brent. Yeah. Aren't yeah. you fired up? I am. I went to a Game of Thrones watching party. It was one of those. Oh, did you really? Just a bunch of comedians, just like shouting things, but still being respectful. Oh, you invited me to that party. And I said, uh, have fun with your nerd friends. I invited you to that party, and you said, hey, I live literally two minutes away. Can't make it. Yeah. Got better things to not do. <laughs> I literally, yeah. 
I literally lived two minutes away. Uh, I walked over to his place during uh, during the recap, pooped on his porch, and just went back to my house. That was you. Thank you. I knew it was somebody. In any case, guys, we'll be right back because we're going to talk a little NFL after three seconds of Prince. <laughs> The NFL, it's always an interesting thing to talk about because even when the offseason's happening, I believe at the NFL Network, they just refer to that as the non-playing season because there's still so much going on. You got your picks ready to go? You're rewriting it again? I'm just writing down the Okay. Me and Brent are going to be picking down the top five uh, NFL draft like we've been doing before. Uh, We've had years where we went zero out of five. The famed Lane Johnson, three offensive tackles to begin the draft year. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But the key is we got to get the person right, and we've got to get the position right. The team that drafts him does not matter. It's just get the pick right in the spot. Okay. And last year, I was very proud of yeah, us. Yeah, if somebody trades out of the spot, we still get that same spot. Right, correct. The, the yeah. spot is the spot. You just got to take your shot. That's what makes this. You can't predict there being trades. That's what makes yeah. it so chaotic and fun. That's why when we when we were the only people in the world who said Brandon Sheriff five overall to Washington last year, mm-hmm. I was proud of that. Yeah. Like, we were the only ones to even call that, and we both called it correct independently we of did. each other. So, guys, we here's what is going to happen in the draft is what I'm trying to say right now. Guys, no need to watch the draft. Nope. Uh, you can watch reruns of New Girl instead. You or are there new ones? You don't have to. Silicon Valley's back. What are you talking about? It's true. Got to watch some Silicon Valley. Thursday night, though, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, is, is ALF still on Thursday nights? Alien Life Form? Possible. Uh, how about before we get to the draft, though, we got to talk about your boy. Johnny Manziel? Johnny Manziel. Oh, Get himself a, As long as he's making headlines, I don't care if he's not even a professional football player. We have to talk about him because he lives down the street from us now. Correct. I mean, he lives in, doesn't he live in Studio City or something? Am I, am I mistaken about this? <laughs> I don't know why. It's, it's kind of sad that it's funny, but it's sad also that all this is, it's like we don't even have to try to make up any stories about Johnny nope. football now because it, it just happens anyway. We played Mad Libs with Johnny Manziel last week and uh, nailed it. Oh, boy. Oh, so Johnny Manziel, now this is weird. We were talking about this a little bit earlier before we started recording. Uh, Johnny Manziel has a grand jury indictment now for a misdemeanor domestic abuse charge. But it's only a misdemeanor. As you were saying before, it's like he's getting preferential treatment. Why do you get a grand jury for a, if it's only a misdemeanor? Who gets a grand jury for a misdemeanor is the question you were asking, and I'm, after, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Hey, I'm not happy about this parking ticket. Grand jury, please. Like, is it just because it's Johnny Manziel? Like, it just seems like this should well, have been like an open and shut case. Somebody like Johnny Manziel. Somebody, you know, getting the OJ treatment. How about the story of, you know, we talked last time about the uh, the house, the rented house that was absolutely destroyed from the party. More <laughs> details came out about that. Did you hear about this? The owners of the house came home. He was supposed to be out and cleaned up by noon on whatever day it was, you know, Saturday or Sunday or okay. Monday or whatever. Okay. They came back to the house to find the house trashed. Johnny Manziel was passed out on the floor in front of the coffee table with two unsnorted lines of cocaine on the co- glass table in front of him. And he was the only one in the house and he was passed out. I was going to say that, you know, it sounds like someone exaggerated the story, but then every time I say that, it's actually true. There were pictures. The, the, the people, there were, there were lines of coke unsnorted in the bathroom. There were two lines right in front of Johnny Manziel on their living room table. 
and he was just passed out on the floor. Unbelievable. In, uh, like right next to it. Unbelievable. At this point, what can Johnny Men's here's my question to you. You like my that was my dice clay right there. That was really terrible. Unbelievable. Oh, that was better. What? I'm going to challenge you right now, Brent. We're going to make up a Johnny Manziel story that seems plausible but has not happened, (laughs) and then we'll see if it actually can happen. You like that? Sure. Okay. I have one here of uh, uh, Johnny Manziel breaks into the zoo because he wants to see the gorillas, and he ends up falling into the pit of one of the animals. That one actually sounds true. I don't think it's true. It's not true. It's not true, but, but it sounds feels true. like it could be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. What do you mean? Your turn. Oh, okay. Oh, so we're just making up things. Yeah, that... I'd say let's just make up story- Johnny Manziel stories. Okay. Did you hear uh, at that pop-up uh, Guns N' Roses reunion show? I did not. What happened? Troubadour, Johnny Manziel got on stage and and tried to... Uh, take off Slash's hat. He tried to take off Slash's yeah. hat. Yeah. Well, drunk at the Guns N' Roses show. He got show. tossed off stage by security. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's the deal. Didn't happen. Feels like it could have <laughs> happened. Did you hear about Johnny Manziel? He went to Pink's. Pink's Hot Dogs? Pink's Hot Dogs. That's open yeah. all night? Yeah. He pushed his way all the way to the front of the line mm-hmm. because he's like, don't you know who I am? Come on. I need my Pink's. And then when they refused to serve him for being a line breaker, he dropped trow and peed all over the ground in front of the register. That one did happen. That one feels like it did, in no, fact, happen. It didn't No, happen. it didn't happen. But if, if, if you were just told that earnestly, you'd yeah. believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds like something Johnny Mansell would do. Yeah. Somehow... Johnny Manziel went to LACMA, the classy... Uh, the very classy art museum. Yeah. Yes. And he uh, he spilled a, a he spilled a Corona on uh, on one of the <laughs> Picassos. On one of the big paintings. <laughs> yeah, he, he, snuck, sp- he, snuck, he snuck a Corona in there. And he was already drunk. Yeah. All these stories assume he's already <laughs> drunk. Oh, my God. Here's the deal. Didn't happen. Totally believable. Feels like it, <laughs> Feels like it could have happened. That's our Johnny Manziel game. <laughs> We should make a real game of it, like find things that actually happened. Yeah. We should, you know, those like clickbait, like fake news websites. We should just send them in a yeah. bunch of Johnny Manziel articles and just yeah. see if we can get them spread. 16 things Johnny Manziel didn't do, but probably did. Oh, no, we just say he did them. We, you got to get the clicks, right? Yeah. <laughs> 16 things we swear to God happened to Johnny Manziel just last week. I hope he gets the help he needs. Oh, man. Oh, I hope so, too. Uh, the other big NFL story happening right now, Tom Brady. <laughs> Resuspended for four games. Look, how do they go back? How do they go back? And since it's already this whole season's gone by, and now try to suspend him for the next season. Next season suspended. How did it take this long for that to happen? What I appreciate is that uh, Tom Brady got his. He knew this was coming down the pipe, so he got his contract renegotiated. So he got the whole year's salary, basically a signing bonus. Yeah. So he now has a twenty-eight million dollars signing bonus officially, and he's slated to make exactly one million dollars this year. Therefore, when he gets suspended without pay for four games, it's going to cost him like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars, as opposed to the two and a half million or whatever it would have been had he not done that. Had right. it happened last year, Tom Brady smarter than anybody else in the room. That's why he is a four-time Super Bowl champion. Respect. Interesting. But you don't seem to feel as uh, positively about Tom Brady in the well, in this situation. I, I it's I don't think he's it was that like intelligent what he did. You know what I mean? It's nothing. He was very like, smart. Well, it was 
I guess it was smart, but he is is he actually shrewd. is he making those decisions himself or does he have is so rich that he has other people helping him make those decisions? Doesn't matter where the decision came from. No, in other words, at the like, end of the day he if, signed if the he, signed if the he deal. Was, if he was some like streetwise uh, you know, homeless guy that came out of nowhere to, to start running the world, well then then he's very smart. Tom Brady just has money. Yeah, but money makes you smarter. We all, money makes you a better person than the rest of us, Brent. Everybody knows that. Oh, does it? So that's why Johnny Menzel's not in yeah, prison right that's what now. I'm saying, like, what happened to Johnny Menzel? Uh, still not in trouble with the law, as really. Ray, as Ray likes to say, "Give it a week. Give it a week. Come back tomorrow. We'll see what happens." Does anybody take a chance on him now that if he gets like indicted on this, like he smacked his girlfriend? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> not a single not. team. So. He's taking a year they off. Shouldn't he's taking but a I year mean, off in a year? In a year? In a year, does somebody take a chance? Uh, I think you'll have teams working him out. I think you'll have teams expressing interest. If, if he does what? What does he have to do? He has to not die. Let's uh, start there. Well, okay. I mean, in theory. <laughs> I've seen Game of Thrones. I know what right? can happen. Uh, no, he has to basically keep his nose clean. He has to not make headlines in a negative light. He has to not fall into the zebra pit at the zoo. Okay. If Johnny Manziel can stop getting in trouble can stop being involved in reckless incidents and just like, you know, go underground for like a year. Come next year around this time, somebody's going to take a look at him. Somebody's going to have him in to like, you know, run a combine or something like that. Absolutely, that will happen. Uh, You don't get drafted in the first round as a quarterback and not at least get a second chance no matter who you are. He kind of did get a second chance. With the same team. With Drew Rosenhaus. Oh, well. Yeah. Trying to help him, and then he got dropped by him. So that makes people really wonder. If Drew Rosenhaus doesn't you know make money off By the him. way, I saw this. I read this the other day. You know how many other clients Drew Rosenhaus has done that to in the history of Drew Rosenhaus being a agent, an agent? One? Zero. Zero. This is the first one. Oh, so, well, so one. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you said other, so I don't Others, get the points. Others, yeah. Zero. Um, no, Johnny Manziel needs to go and play uh, uh, Elder Scrolls uh, Skyrim for like three straight months. No, he needs to go into like a rehab program. Is what he needs. He needs to, to do. stay home and stop getting in trouble. Well, he needs to go into a rehab program. He obviously has a problem. He with alcohol. obviously has a problem so with alcohol. Just staying home is not going because eventually he's going to get bored and do well, something. He can't just stay home because that's where Josh Gordon is. <laughs> yeah, he needs to get around better influences. But although he, he's a worse influence on Josh Gordon than uh, we, we've established so, that. Yeah. yeah, but he went to rehab at this time a year ago for like what six to ten weeks or something like that. Did he really though? In I mean, theory, yeah. It just like the same theory that says he had a concussion last year. He took year. it seriously, super seriously too. That's the thing is he has to first admit that. I mean, it's like feel like I'm like at some kind of AA meeting or something. sure. One, he has to admit that he has a problem and be willing to seriously go into treatment instead of just like kind of you know saying that he's going to treatment and then really just being there for a few weeks and then leaving without uh, anything changing. True, 100%, but it's like, why would he even have to admit he has a problem? I mean, he still has a ton of money. He's still super famous. He still has enablers anywhere he wants he them. He only has to say he has a problem if he wants to play in the NFL again. That is correct, yeah. I, That's what I'm saying. I don't know that he cares anymore. He knows, well, now that the Browns are out of the question, I mean, the other rumor was, and this is me planting it, is it- was that he wanted to do anything in his power to get off the Browns. That's interesting. So this is what I'm thinking, though. You're saying that he did anything he wanted to get out of the Browns, and I'm thinking, like, he could be thinking, wow, I already got kicked off of the Browns. I have no chance to play anywhere. Oh, geez. Well, that was the worry, is that because he got drafted by the Browns, it would ruin his future prospects as well. No, it turns out he's going to take care of that himself. Okay. Depressing. Uh, Not that I think he's very talented to begin with. 
He's not. He's That's not. the big thing. If he was really talented, he would get plenty more. That's the big thing to me is, one, he has kind of an attitude problem. Two... He's not that talented. Three, he doesn't work that hard. Doesn't That's the key right there. I think above everything else, doesn't work that hard. Yeah. Uh, assumes his natural abilities. We're just going to pull him through to the next level, which is a mistake a lot of young players to the NFL make. And he's still saying stuff like, look, trust me, my parting is not a problem. Trust me, that's not the problem. Well, okay. Yeah, dude, nah, no problem. Yeah, no you problem. were just passed you out in front of two it. lines of coke at a rented house. Right? No, I'm sure, I'm sure that's not an issue. That's not a red flag from anybody. When do the Raiders give him a call? Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Raiders Cowboys, right? Those are the only two the teams. The only thing I can think is the of. Raiders actually have a quarterback now, so they have no reason. Even better. Backup. Yeah. Backup, get your head straight. Go. But you know the problem with is that in order to be a backup quarterback in the NFL, you know what you have to do? Hmm. Work hard. Fair enough. You have to you have to be prepared to play every week. Johnny Manziel wasn't prepared to play when he was the actual starter. <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine his motivation is gonna be there when he's not sure. But anyway, let's do NFL draft. You ready for that? Let's do it. So after three seconds, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we have the uh, first overall pick. Here, here's the, fi- the rank of five right now. We have the L.A. Rams of Los Angeles. Very first pick. Here we go. Traded up to get to the one. The Philadelphia Eagles in the two spot. Traded up to get to the two. The San Diego Superchargers at three. The Dallas Cowboys at four. And the Jacksonville Jaguars at five. I'm really waffling on my number four pick right now. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's a person that I th- I think it just seems like Cowboys would take this person. I see and a couple of guys I think the and Cowboys it's, would and take, it's a, and it's a and it makes sense for them too. Now, whether people draft that position at that early anymore, that's the question. Interesting. Now I'm not sure what you're talking about. So, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's get to it. Why don't you go ahead and you want to do the first overall pick? Who you got? Fine. I think this is pretty pretty easy. Um, it's going to. Uh, With the first overall pick, yeah. the L.A. Rams. Take the L.A. Rams, who play in the same division as Seattle and Arizona, and uh, big, heavy-hitting defenses. That's right. Take Jared Goff. Jared Goff, number one overall quarterback Cal. Cal. Cal Berkeley. Yeah, I think, and this is what's crazy to me. I think that Carson Wentz is the better choice, both personality-wise, size-wise, skill set-wise. Pretty much everything-wise, I think Carson Wentz is the better choice for the L.A. Rams at first overall pick. Mm-hmm. I think they would be wiser to take him. I agree they will take Jared Goff. I think it's a mistake. They might both be good for all we know. You know, They could be good like how Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf were both super good. Right. Right. I think Carson Wentz, just because Jared Goff's a quieter guy, L.A. is kind of a loud town. Carson Wentz is more of that rock and roll personality. You know, yes, he comes from a smaller school, but he has every measurable. Every everybody on the planet seems to think this guy is going to be a very good player. But I agree with you; he will be taking Jared Goff. So let's just move on to number two, Philadelphia. Then I have taken Carson Wentz out of uh, what North Dakota State. Yeah, uh, is that what you have as well? I do. I have Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. Yeah, I think you should flip Any, those two. Anything, I do. But uh, here's the thing I, that concerns me about him: you see how many times that guy fumbled? I did not. He fumbled a lot, and here's the reason: you show you look at his tape. He's holding the ball with one hand all the time. Oh, okay. Well, that, um, that's that's the job of a quarterback actually, coach to kill. He actually, but that's a hard thing to change, like real quick. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's something you've been doing for obviously your entire life, probably. Well, the cool thing is, if Carson Wentz does go to Philadelphia, he does have a year or two in theory to sit behind Sam Bradford before he's thrust into the starting duties. Does he? Well, until Bradford More gets on that hurt, later. or yeah, exactly. Well, Sam Bradford has requested a trade, and I'm like, you only had one team going to offer you 18 million to begin with, and it was the Philadelphia Eagles. 
And weren't you, Brent? Weren't you the one saying they should not have given him $18 million a year? Yeah. Apparently, that's not good enough. Now he wants, he thinks somebody's going to trade him. Yeah. Who's going to trade for $18 million a year for Sam Bradford? Doesn't a trade require two teams, last I checked? Correct. Who does that? I, I don't know. I mean, San Francisco? No, they've already got their own problem situation overpaid quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't trade for? I don't know. It makes no sense. I think Sam Bradford's going to get his poop together. Uh, the Philadelphia people are going to come to him like this. Look, yes, we, we are going to draft a quarterback, probably Carson Wentz. We're going to turn around. We're going to say, hey, win this year. If you can show up good this year, maybe you'll be our starter the next year, or maybe another team will want you then. You put yourself in a good position by showing a good attitude and working with us here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, who do you have? This is the wild card of the entire thing to me right here. The San Diego Superchargers. Who do you have San Diego taking with a third overall pick? Okay, they could really go anywhere. And they could trade, too. Could Very trade. strong trade possibility. Um, I guess I have to go with like the, the guy I think is the best athlete, probably, which is uh, the cornerback out of Florida State, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, okay. Yeah, I've I seen like a, few, a few mock drafts yeah. putting him here. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, I think that... They could go Larry Tunsil. Yep. You know, they could go uh, DeForest Buckner, the DL that's a freak. A lot of people picking they him there as well. Miles Jack, he'll probably go a little bit later. Yep. But, I mean, it could be any of those guys. How about, uh, who's their running back right now? Who's San Diego's running back? They just signed somebody. Yeah. Any, somebody good? I don't think they go Ezekiel Elliott. I there. know, but Ezekiel Elliott is a monster. In theory. Theory. In theory. He's an Ohio State player. He so looks we'll more like a monster than most of the guys that I've seen there, though. It's fair enough. You know what I, mean? um, I think there's a very, I think that the uh, Cleveland Browns have a very real chance that they've seen the movie Draft Day. Mm-hmm. I think there's a very real chance they trade back from the number two and then pay a lot less to trade back up to the number three spot mm-hmm. and maybe draft Paxson Lynch in this space right here. Or okay. even Phillip Rivers is getting towards the end of his career. Maybe San Diego takes a chance. I, I see a very real opportunity that Paxton Lynch gets drafted here. In the three spot, but you can't you can't predict a trade like that. Yeah, I'll just say keep an eye out for it if somebody trades into the three spot that maybe they just go for it, especially a team like a Cleveland. Um, I'm going to go Miles Jack here though. I think it makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. I think they need to shore up the defensive side of the ball. I mean, he's kind of a local product. Uh, did he go to UCLA, right? Miles Jack, yeah, yeah. UCLA. And so I mean, it's kind of local to general area of the. Uh, he had some like kind geography. of uh, health concerns like when they did his stuff but i still think he's very very he's very athletic he's gonna be a top 10 drafted guy we assume i you know for lack of anybody better i you know take the local guy they need a lot of help on defense uh maybe they go with that defensive end uh uh you know buckner that you were saying Mm -hmm. but i'm just gonna go miles jack it just feels right i think this is an incorrect pick but if if i nail it it's like boom we got it yeah uh okay fourth overall pick dallas cowboys (sighs) i got them uh going with DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got him going uh, fourth overall. Fourth See, I've overall. got same position, different player. I've got him going with Joey Bosa yeah. out of Ohio State here. I just, he feels like a Cowboys kind of player. Also, there's a, a Big Ten uh, a defensive, uh, you know, big, big, large defensive white guy uh, playing mm-hmm. up the middle in Houston, Texas, down the road named J.J. Watt from Wisconsin. And uh, uh, Joey Bosa, to me, feels like the same kind of player. Yeah. Maybe not the exact same player, per se, but like the same 
fills the same kind of role in a defense, and it just feels like they've got one, so we need one too. Hmm. Uh, he's slated out to be drafted. So the Cowboys are actually following, trying to catch up with the Texans. I think what you're telling. Th- me? I just think like local media. You know, JJ Watt's probably the most besides Tony Romo. Maybe JJ yeah. Watt might even be the most famous football player in the state of Texas right I, now. I feel like they need to go some kind of pass rusher here. You know, I agree. Forrest Buckner's a good pass rusher from the D line. Uh, you know, Dallas. Has Randy Gregory and Greg Hardy, aren't they both suspended right now? Uh, Greg Hardy's off the team. Oh, yeah, he's off the team. But Gregory Gregory both, was a problem guy brought in who was a problem. No, they're both not, they're both not, not available effective. right now yeah. to them. So uh, they still need to, you know, in fact, rush the passer. That will be something they need to do. And defense now, is going to be the their thing Achilles. The concerns team. me about Joey Bosa is he's a pass rusher, but he ran a really slow 40. Very so. slow, but maybe he's got that football speed. I mean, obviously he played really well at ugh, Ohio State University. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about uh, Tom Bahali, who's had, you know, one of the best pass rushing careers ever at Kansas City. Nope. He wasn't supposed to be that fast either. So maybe he can do that. I kind of doubt it because he's named Joey Bosa. He's from Ohio State, which is a red flag to begin with. But yeah. uh, I just feel like he's also like the Cowboys like, you know, terrible people. Draft a Buckeye, right? <laughs> Isn't yeah. that, wouldn't that make a lot of sense? Um, so we'll go fifth pick right here. By the way, yes. uh, you know, on, our, on our, my show that I watch, Man Seeking Woman, right? He's trying to date that girl Rosa that he works with. And then he ends up cloning her into like a monster of herself named, okay. named Bosa. <laughs> hey, it's my new girlfriend, Bosa. Into it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what the Cowboys will do. They'll that's draft right. Joey Bosa and then clone him. Mm-hmm. And each one's slower and than the one before. And turn him into a, a charming uh, co-worker, girl. Yeah. Into yeah. it. Rosa. Uh, fifth pick here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is another spot I absolutely think could get traded out of. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville's going to be really, really good this year. I think maybe not really, really good, like a 13-win team. This is a playoff team this year. I can go and put it out there right now. I think this Jacksonville team on offense, uh, barring injuries – They've got these defensive uh, players coming back uh, uh, with the guy who got hurt last year, who they uh, drafted third overall. Oh, my goodness. Whose name I'm blanking on? You tell me. I don't remember. You're so big on their, you know. But they've, they've, they've got some good defensive players working right now, and that offense is going to be crazy good. And they did give up the second most points in the NFL last year, Jacksonville. But, and that's why <laughs> I predict they're going to go offense. They're going to try to win games. But you also just predicted they were going to be in the playoffs. I do, yeah. With no defense. I do. Okay. Uh, Cowboys two years ago made the playoffs with no defense. It can happen. Well, it can happen. You win. It doesn't happen very often. I, I think they're going to score a poop ton of points. Is all barring an injury to Blake Bortles or somebody. They got a great wide receiving core. Their running backs look good. This is why I think they just double down. And mm-hmm. maybe you'd think they would take a defensive player here. Yeah. Uh, like I should have them taking like the the the, the Buckner or somebody like that. No. I've got him taking Laramie Tunsil. Either Jacksonville drafts him to be the guy, or they trade you know, out of this spot and somebody moves up to get Tunsil with the fifth pick. Because also, what do we always say every year? There has to be an offensive tackle drafted at the top five. Yeah. It was the theory last year. It's my theory this year. Yeah, uh, it was hard for me. I don't have Larry Tunsil in my top five. And that's tough because they were saying that he might be the most talented guy. Some, something about him bugs me. Uh, I don't know if it's because... When he gets interviewed, he talks about how he's a finesse player. I don't like my starting uh, left tackle to be uh, a finesse player. I don't like for him to say that he's a finesse player. I don't. It. I mean, what do you think about that? I think he should say, "I'm a tough guy, <laughs> not a finesse player." Yeah, you want? He's, yeah, he says he really prefers to pass block. So uh, I'm sorry, Jacksonville. Perfect. It rains there a lot. They're going to need to run the ball. They will. Yeah. The last finesse guy they got was Luke Jokel. And he was a Did not work he that lived well. up lived up to his, the first part of his name. He was a joke. 
The Killing Thank Joke. You. The Killing Joke. <laughs> That's it. Um, Who do you got Jacksonville taking? I have taking? Jacksonville taking Miles Jack. You're Miles Jack here. Yes, okay. linebacker, freak, athlete. They could go a lot of different ways, too. I think they have to go defense, though. I think it's a it's a must. Uh, that's why I just don't think they're going to do it. I think you just you think you got the offense clicking. You're go- that's also why I kind of think what they are more likely to do is trade out of this pick to a team like my Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. and, who want that left tackle uh, and would really go for you know if the price is right, go for Tunsil here, uh, especially if you plan to pass the ball hot in Detroit, which we do. Right. Uh, and I could see them dropping down to 16 and taking one of those big Alabama defensive tackles. You know, one one of the many defensive tackles, defensive ends that's there. Uh, and whatnot. So, real quick before we jump, uh, uh, what are the Chiefs looking like? What do you think the Chiefs are going to do uh, in the draft this year? You said they're drafting number twenty-eight overall. Twenty-eight. Yeah. What, what do you? What do you? If you're going to make a prediction right now for your team, what would that be? You know who feels right to me is last year they picked uh, Marcus Peters, who was like a kind of a he had some red flags. They said he was kind of a bad seed, but Andy Reid works well with those guys. Yeah. You know. And so there's one guy that still might be available down there that has a ton of red flags. He had the problem with the synthetic marijuana, uh, but he might be like one of the top three people in the draft. That's the uh, the defensive lineman from Mississippi, Robert Nimdiche. Robert Nimdiche. Okay, you know what? I could totally see him playing yeah. for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we have uh, uh, Terry Poe needs a big payday. I don't know if they're going to give it to him. Plays the same position. Um, they just paid a couple of the other D linemen. I don't know. I mean, I could also see them going. They lost Sean Smith, cornerback, so I could see them, let's say, like uh, William Jackson the third, if he's available, or Eli Apple out of Ohio State. I Eli don't know Apple if I him. love I, – I don't you – know. Love his name. Yeah, his, his name is awesome. <laughs> um, and then the, people are always saying wide receiver, quarterback. I don't think – I just think there's zero percent chance to go wide receiver or quarterback. How about Christian Hackenberg, bottom uh, of the first round out of Penn State? No, thank you. Your boy. No, thank you. Oh no. Um, uh, but there is who was the other guy? Uh, there's another guy that's supposed to be around there. Let me look. Dante look. Fowler was the guy oh, I was trying to come uh, up with earlier. Paxton Lynch. A lot of people saying Paxton Lynch. He'll be could gone be. by 28. Could be. I think so. Could be. But like. they also could. They also could trade up. If they want to, I mean, Alex Smith is not super old, but he is like thirty-two. Super you know? old. Um, Laquan Treadwell. People are talking about him. He'll be I, gone by then too. I think. I hope so. I don't want to be tempted. Nope, me neither. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for my Lions, uh, Bob Quinn, new GM, comes from the Patriots organization, known for mo- known for moving up and down in the draft. And so, I think the Lions could absolutely trade up to grab a guy like a, a maybe even a Joey Bosa or a, a Laramie Tunsil. Oh, that is that would be my dream pick. I don't pick like it, right. but I that absolutely could see it. That would be my dream pick. Moving up to get Joey Bosa or moving down to get Eli Apple. At the back you. the backside though, I could see him trading back down with a team like the Chiefs or something and because there are so we need a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. And there are so many good defensive tackles. They're predicting all the way out to like Defensive tackles drafted in the fourth round have, are good enough to start in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like It's a crazy, crazy year for defensive tackles. So we could trade down to the bottom of the first round with somebody, pick up some extra picks, and grab one of those defensive tackles. If we are staying at 16, there are two players that I, I'm looking at right now that I think are most likely for the Lions to take, and that would be uh, Taylor Decker, again, left tackle out of Ohio State. Lots of Ohio State players going on right now. I wonder how that happened. Yeah. Uh, whether or not I'm happy about Taylor Decker, I'd rather have him than a Conklin out of Michigan State, who just doesn't 
doesn't seem like he fits what we're going to try to do. Right. Uh, although, even though he's a local boy. Uh, the other person I think has the most intriguing is Shaq Lawson, the defensive end out of Clemson. Yeah. He led the uh, he led the NCAA's in a pass rush last year. Mm-hmm. He's uh, looks like he could be the real deal. We could use a defensive end as well to go opposite Ezekiel Ansa. And and if if Ansa and Lawson like both get clicking, that could be freaking gross as far as uh, health of quarterbacks goes. How is uh, Detroit's backup quarterback position? Not good. Okay. Yeah, I have something for you that just came on the wire like an hour ago. Okay. All right. I think this is a good fit for you guys. Okay. Former over Number one overall pick in the 2007 draft says he will play for free. Is this Jamarcus Russell? He will play for free. Sister Marcus Russell. <laughs> I'm willing to leave the scout team for free for one year just to get the experience. He wrote in a letter to Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you get caught with purple drank and you get fat. Nobody's going to take a second look at you. Sorry, sorry, playa. Uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and give that an honest pass. Okay. That's it. I uh, luckily I I have the owners of the Detroit Lions ear, and he's coming in for a workout. It's done. He's on your team. Oh no! Oh, you know what? Practice squad. Practice squad. That's fine. Practice he could be on the practice squad all he wants to. Bless his heart. He'll work for free. What do you think about that? I mean, I've... I think it's a publicity stunt for a guy who knows he's well past. He he threw it all away. He had a shot. He threw it away. Yeah, he probably should not have been the number I mean, one overall I mean, pick. He's, he hasn't been in the league for seven years. You can't expect to be like 30-something years old now and that you're going to get back in the league. He was a bad Al Davis pick. Oh, yeah. Among a, a glut of bad Al Davis picks. I thought he was a great Al Davis pick. Well, I bet you did. He got all of us one one player better, didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, terrible pick. You know, Everybody thought he could be the next Dante Culpepper, and he wasn't. He got busted with purple drink. Dante Culpepper was only good for like one year. Uh, he uh, had a few good years in there. Definitely. He had one really good year, and then had a had really bad year, and then had a couple decent years. But I'm just saying, like that's not shooting that high to say, you know, Dante uh, Culpepper. Yeah, but it was a similar skill set. But anyway, are you saying that because they're both black? I think that's what NFL scouts were saying. Yeah, I'll go ahead and put it out there. But their two games did remind me of each other. You know, only because I but that's only because I watched so they much both, Dante they both Culpepper. Had pretty strong arms, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I watched a lot of Culpepper Jamarcus playing Ruckle, in Minnesota. Even though Culpepper was a big guy, man, Jamarcus Russell outweighed him by like 50 pounds or something. Well, that was all uh, – it's because he ate Eddie Lacy, unfortunately. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we're going to come right back, finish up uh, Better Call Saul, and talk about Game of Thrones Episode 1 after three seconds of Prince. So even though Better Call Saul was a week and a half away at this point, we should wrap up the final episode since uh, we were delayed in getting this show out. Correct. We wanted to get it out right before the draft and uh, didn't want to wait. Yeah. Until uh, like we, we could do this a week before the draft is supposed to happen, but at the same time, it's like, uh, how about we do it right before the draft and have most information possible when we That's make our correct. picks? correct. Why not? Uh, <laughs> so uh, Better Call Saul, two big events happened in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one in this game, in this show, uh, is the first one is Mike is ready to take the shot. The he is. sniper rifle shot. He gets blocked off the entire time by Nacho. He sees the guy get, the, the witness get murdered, uh, the truck driver get murdered in the mm-hmm. scope. And then right as he's about to take the shot. Yeah. Somebody sets off the horn. My question is, was it the wolves? <clears throat> Uh, well, the I, Wolves from Walking Dead. I what read the comic books of Better Call Saul. Excellent. 
Uh, in the comic book, it was not the wolves. It was not the wolves. Do we need Tommy Bechtold in here to <laughs> to uh, adjudicate for us? The uh, in the comic book, it was just the sound of Glenn being murdered. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> Glenn gets murdered on Better Call Saul. Yep. Uh, no, so then he finds the uh, uh, the note on his door that says "Don't." Don't. What What's that about? I'm thinking like the time period it was. <clears throat> Who was running for president at the time? Who was running for president yeah. back then? It would have been Obama, I believe. Yeah. Well, didn't he have that? Uh, that uh, isn't he the other one? The, like the third president to use that Fleetwood Mac song, that "Don't Stop" uh, song. Don't, don't stop don't thinking about tomorrow. Stop. And that's all they. That was a Bill don't. Clinton song. I know I bet that. You if you turned it over. <clears throat> well, you know, Bill Clinton used it, and then uh, and then the next president used it as like they they. He used the don't stop thinking about tomorrow, and the next president used the part that was like yesterday's gone part. They used the next part of the song to go against the Democrats. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that worked. So anyway, Bill Clinton probably put that on. You think Bill Clinton put on the note? That's correct. Well, you know, uh, I would say it's uh, – my prediction was it might have been like a guy who sold him the gun. Maybe something was wrong with the gun that he messed up. There's a weird moment where he cleans his fingerprints off of it, and it seemed like one of those moments that is innocuous, but you could look back on and be like, oh, in that moment, he did something to the gun. Well, to me, it seems like there is uh, an obvious person that it was, and we've heard rumors about this person coming back from, from uh, it seems like his style. You're talking about Giancarlo Esposito? I'm talking about Giancarlo Esposito, As? Gus Fring. Now, do you realize, I don't know if we talked about this, but if you take the first letter... Of all of the episode titles from season two, mm-hmm. did you know about this? Uh, you told me. It's an anagram for Fring's Back. Yeah. Fring's Back, which so, means in season three, here comes Gus Fring, and we find out how dude got in the wheelchair. So that means probably that it was him. I mean, the whole well, season. Maybe if the not. Whole, if the whole season is an anagram, and this is the last thing that happens in the season, yep. it would make sense. Well, it's not the last thing that happens in the season, but it's the last thing that happens in the season to Mike. Well, to Mike. It's the last really big thing that could be related to Gus Fring that happened. I don't think he would do it himself. He'd get somebody else to do it. Right. It's not him per se. It's fringe related. It's Fring. It's It's just on the Fring. It's Fring adjacent. Yeah, it's Fring adjacent. (laughs) Uh, I think that's very fair. And then the other big thing that happens is uh, we spend half the episode in the uh, hospital Mm -hmm. where uh, Saul, Jimmy McGill, has gone in with Chuck and taken him in there with his head injury, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the dude lies for him, which I thought was very, very cool of him to do so. Right. It's like, because you're a good guy, man. I lied for you. So what? I, I said you should be there. But then at the end, uh, uh, Chuck gets Jimmy to admit the entire thing, and then it turns out he was recording it. He was recording it. Now, my question is, what is he going to do with that? Like, he, it's inadmissible in court because Jimmy did not know it was being recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy has plausible deniability of saying, like, yeah, I was trying to make my brother feel better by taking the blame for his mistake. Yeah, exactly. So at the end of the day, Chuck really can't do anything with this other than try to embarrass Jimmy, which it seems like in spades is going to embarrass himself more. Oh, yeah. Driving him further down the hole. Yep. What do you think? Because it's such – because the thing is – you can say many things about Jimmy, but street smart, he is very, very street 100%. smart. 100%. So – you know, he would be an excellent improv actor. So if somebody example. throws that throws that scenario at him. Oh well, we're gonna somebody was taping you, and he's just gonna go. Oh, that's okay. Because I was just saying it to make you feel better. You're right. It's the obvious thing. Like it's so simple. It seems like an obvious way to write your way out of that problem. But the show is anything but obvious a lot of the time. It's true. Although it is straightforward and it is plausible and it does make sense. That's what I like mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I really liked. It. What do you think of season two? Uh, I thought it was better than season one, but they were both great. 
Uh, I think, yeah, I think, well, I don't know if I'd say it's better than season one, but it was good to see some things further down the line. You know what I mean? Uh, we're closer to th- what we want to find out. I, I agree. Well, the, I think the one the one that really caught me this season was the montage scene of Jimmy with all the suits, mm-hmm. and then having like the "I pooped and didn't flush it" <laughs> montage. Oh, right. I absolutely love that because it was like this is Saul. This is like the genesis of Saul. Right. Well, here. I did like getting to the finally. You know, okay, you guys. He doesn't like you. He's not helping you. Let's get to it then. Yep. You know? Yep. Into it. Yeah. I love it. Well. Enough about that, then. We'll, we'll be happy to talk about it again when the new season comes out. Absolutely. Wonderful show. Uh, Game of Thrones is back, though, Brent. Michonne Episode 3 is out, too, guys. And yeah, uh, we're going to be playing that. Yeah, we're going to be playing that for next so week. For next week. So play Michonne. It's the final episode, three of three. All right. And it's probably only going to be about 45 minutes long. So <laughs> I just assume because these have been super short. So guys at home, play Michonne before next week. You have your homework. Yep. Uh, but Game of Thrones is back. I'm loving it. It's, it's just back. It's like... Do you think the writers and the showrunners of Game of Thrones sat back and said, you know, we've been taking it on the chin for a couple of seasons about our treatment of our female characters. Let's make sure all the women in the show wail on people. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess I could see that. The big thing for me on this episode was like, we've waited, it seems like, a long time for this, correct? Oh, it's it feels like a full year on, since Game of Thrones. On a big... On a couple big time events that happened, and we had to just sit on it for like a year. Like Jon Snow getting murdered. Could we not have just like a 40 minute episode? I mean, it, it was like 45 minutes or something because the recap was like 12 minutes. Oh, yeah, you're right, huh? And I didn't even was, think about that. Yeah. Could we have, you know, an actual full hour? Can I say of right show? now? I'm I'm happy for that recap because I did uh, most seasons I watched episode ten Absolutely. before the new season and I forgot to this year so I'm super happy for that recap it caught me up with everything that was happening but here's the deal you're on HBO you're not on a network where you have to stringently stick by the one hour thing right, you're right. yeah let's have an hour and a half one and then we get a little more because stu- I felt like they just barely grazed every subject that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, but there's just that many storylines that I care about going on right now. I understand. I mean, you've got Arya Stark, who's now blind, mm-hmm. as a beggar, and you get the one yeah. chick from the Assassin's Guild beats on her with a stick. Don't don't care about that one at all. And not even a little bit, but it was funny, though, because she beats her with a stick and then says, because uh, in the room I was in of a bunch of comedians watching yeah. it, but being you know respectful, not like making fun of it, but just mm-hmm. like watching it, cracking jokes where it's appropriate. She gets beaten by the stick. She goes, I'll see you tomorrow. She walks off, and then somebody from behind me goes, No, you won't. No, no. She, the person from behind me just goes, Just like in Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, You know what? I haven't seen Kung Fu Panda, but if it is, that's amazing. It pretty much is just like Kung Fu Panda. Let's steal uh, our plot lines from I, Kung Fu Panda. There's not a plot line that I care about less than this one. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, you've got. I br- really wanted the to, to think the faceless man thing happening, and now it's just like it's gone in a direction where I just don't care. Don't care. Well, let's see. The major plot lines that we discovered. Jon Snow is still dead. Mm-hmm. We all kind of assumed Melisandre would pull him back from the dead, but I guess they're going to slow burn it for a few episodes. Yeah. Uh, who knows what that's going to look like. Melisandre, it turns out at the end of the episode, is super old and using a charm spell, like mm-hmm. in fa- the, the, the game charm Fables. charm necklace. She's got a necklace. Yep. She takes so it she, off. She's actually very, very old. Mm-hmm. Boobs still hold up, though. Hmm. I'll say it. They look good. Literally or figuratively? A little or bit of both. both. Yeah. Okay. I'm into yeah. it. I, you know what? I'm into it. Yeah. I'll say it. That makes one of us. <laughs> uh, uh, Brienne of Tarth saves Sansa Stark and Theon Greyjoy, a.k.a. Reek, from uh, uh, Ramsay Bolton's men. Reekola. I think they just do that all the time when they can't find him. They're lost in the mountains. That's the hard-hitting Game of Reek. Thrones. 
breakdown you'll get on the raisin bread See, that's show. The other thing is like, okay, uh, you know, all of a sudden Reek is like seems totally normal again. You know what I mean? He's getting his poop together in five minutes. Well, he feels bad for what he did to Sansa, so he yeah, but. He's had like a years now of like just being beat down and not being a person. All of a sudden, he's just like, "Oh, guess I'm fine now." Well, you know, it was kind of an instinctual thing, and instinctually, he's helping no, her. No, but get he through. was talking though. And then, yes, you're right. He was absolutely like suddenly. That was the first command decision he made, and of course, it did not work even a little bit. No, I'm going to draw them away from you. They just run right by him and go right to her. Hey, I'm going to draw them away. Oh, who's that right behind you? Oh, there she is. Oh, uh, yeah, that didn't work at Leave all. Leave Reek here. Freaking Reek. Get out of the way, Reek. Don't put Reek in charge of something. Out of the way, Reek. Take that, Reek. It's Theon. Shut up, Reek. Theon Reek Reek. It's your name. Uh, so we have Brienne of Tarth wails on all those dudes. Reek kills a guy, which was kind of cool. And they save signs of Stark, and she pledges her aid to him, which was cool. Meanwhile... Yeah, she didn't know how to do it, though. No. Podrick had to help her. Yeah, it happens. Meanwhile, all the way south, the Sand Snake ladies kill everybody. <laughs> They kill the bodyguards. They kill the mm-hmm. crippled king. They take it over. Oh, yeah. And uh, I enjoyed seeing that. Killed I don't the sun. What are they going to do with that, though? They're going to take over their area, and then they're going to take over Dorne, and then what? I don't think they thought that far ahead. They no, I don't just, think they so. They like just like fighting and killing and stuff. We're going to kill all of our uh, uh, relatives who are in power, and we're going to take be over. In power. And then what? They're, uh, they're kind of like, you know, the better-looking, uh, more-in-shape drunkles, aren't they? That's like... <laughs> If I was president, this what would happen. First thing I'd do is I'd kill that guy. Uh, That's what I'd do. Then we could kill drink him. all the wine. <laughs> then the next, you just see them eating grapes and drinking wine. So anyway, this is kind of boring. Mm, guess I'll take a nap. Uh, so the people would like to know this. Oh, gosh. You know what? I don't want to make decisions. I blame Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Uh, let's see what other storylines we got. We've got uh, uh, the Marcella. dead. Marcella comes back. The dead body comes back, and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, they know right away. That look at Jamie Lannister's face was one of. So, anyways, hey, here's what happened. Funny thing. Okay, do you want the good news first or the bad news? And I only actually have one of those. Good news is she was alive when she got on the boat. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Khaleesi. And then Khaleesi, yeah, she gets taken in by the uh, uh, the, the the Drogos, the Cal Drogo families, if yeah. you will, the Dothrakis. The Dothrakis. And then we, she thinks she's playing her cards right. Like, you have to respect me. I'm one of you. I was the widow of a uh, Cal yeah, at Drogo. At first they were talking all sorts of smack to her. Like They were going to get on her and yeah. do bad things to yeah. her. And then she's like, you will not touch me. You will respect me. I am the widow of a Drogo. And they went, oh, my God, we have to oh. respect you. Well, then... Take off the uh, stone of uh, shame and put on the stone of... <laughs> yeah. Get thee to a nunnery then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she was sort of like, uh-oh. It is known. Yeah, so there's going to be a, a, a break Khaleesi out of the nunnery scene. Oh, yeah. But at least she didn't get, like, you know, attacked by the whole village of Dothraki. That's true. So she has, at, least, at least she has a, a, an out, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, but, season, yeah but season episode one, it blew right by, didn't it? By the time they went through every storyline one and a half times, That's we were what done. I'm saying. It was like, Boop. it was because it, it was only like 45 minutes. I yeah. could have used an extra 15 minutes. You know what? Now there won't be one next week. We'll be ready to go. I think they've done a wonderful job of setting we'll the stage, see. though, of what's going to happen this season, right? We'll see. Episode one is about just like resetting the board. How about that goat that was all, or the ram that was all burnt? That ram that was all, was that? From the dragon. Yeah. I like he just picks it up. He's like, it's a whole ram skeleton. Yeah, I you know, like the, it is. Melted the horn. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about that. 
Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about Game of Thrones episode two. It's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. It's going to be amazing. But uh, let's do it. So we'll be right back to get out of town after. Really? After. After three seconds of Prince. Got to feel bad for the L.A. Clippers at a certain point. Don't you? Like, Stephen Curry goes down for two weeks with an injury. At least two weeks. At least two weeks. He's going to miss the entirety of round two. So everybody in L.A. is like, oh, my gosh, Vegas odds, Clippers, 50-50 shot in Vegas to beat the Warriors right now. Chris Paul makes it to a conference final, finally. And then Chris Paul injures his hand out for the season. Blake Griffin hurts his quad. In a weird play, too. It didn't even look like he really hurt himself on it, and he has a broken hand. GG, easy. Yeah. The Warriors are blessed even when they're not blessed. Or is it the Lake or the, can, the Clippers are cursed? Can the Clippers even get past Portland now? I have I my doubts. I don't know. <laughs> I have my you take the two best players off of any NBA team. Yeah. They're gonna have a hard time in the playoffs. I mean the Clippers do have they don't they're not very deep either. Nope. They're not a deep team. Nope. I could if, if there's a team that can afford to lose a superstar like this less, it is the That's, LA Clippers, yeah. especially because at a certain point they turn look at each other and be like, Well, we are the Clippers. We are doomed from the start. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve Ballmer went from, you know, crazy madman, you know, like Mark Cuban dancing crazy guy to like, oh, Eeyore. <laughs> Eeyore. Well, I guess we're in the playoffs There's again. nothing left for Eeyore. <laughs> oh, bother. Um, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, are we going to hear uh, Doc Rivers talking more about how Golden State got lucky again like he did last year? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? You're Doc Rivers. You've already won a title. Who cares? Yeah. I I I think Golden State can finish this series against Houston, obviously. And I think they can also beat either one of those two teams without Steph Curry. Without Steph Curry? Yeah. Yeah. They can beat Portland straight up. And they can beat the Clippers minus now, at least Chris It might Ball, take yeah. them a couple extra games because that Damian Lillard dude can go off. Yep. But you know home. who's sitting out here is the San Antonio Spurs right now. Oh, yeah. Just laughing and laughing and just getting ready. Getting ready for OKC, you know what, if baby. If you get Steph Curry back in a couple weeks, three weeks, he's going to be fresh. Yeah, but they can't afford to lose either one of the opening two games against the San Antonio Spurs in a seven-game series in the conference finals. And uh, if he misses the first two games, there's a very legit chance that happens. I don't agree with that. I mean, I, I think I think they're a good enough shooting team that they can win any game, anytime. I mean, I, I, I you're right. You don't want that to happen. But, I mean, there's a reason they won 73 games. That's a... Most teams don't have the mental skills to go seventy three and nine. It's not the physical skills like they were able to stay at a high performance. You know, it is a little bit funny though too that they they were. Why are you going for seventy three wins? Once you run the risk of somebody getting injured, and then nobody gets injured all season, yeah. and then first round of the playoffs, dude so, gets injured. Yeah, gets injured. Yeah, it's just a funny, funny world of sports. Twice, I yeah, sprains his ankle and then hurts his knee, and and he didn't. He didn't talk about how the how. Uh, how uh, Chris Paul's injury was a freak accident. He slipped on a wet spot on the floor. Gross. Somebody for Houston fell on the floor, made it wet, and didn't get wiped up, and that's why Steph Curry's out. You know what? Worth. Yeah. That's all I said right there. Rockets, you got to play by every – you use every trick you got, man. You're down like 3-1 to one right now. He didn't intentionally do it. <laughs> he did it on purpose. Yeah. He, he was a wizard. He hey, Steph, don't run ball. over here. This place is great. Woo! Don't tell me where to run. Zip. <laughs> Knee. 
Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of Raisin, Raisin Brands. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, Brent, we have some contact information we got to give out here. We're on Facebook. Ray's personal cell is 818. What's the rest of it? It's not 818, so you oh. find there. It's some Ohio number. I will punch. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast, or on Twitter at Ray Brent Podcast. You can hit us up individually on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And we got people we want to thank this week, Brent. We want to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Mm-hmm. Got to thank the train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. Got to do that. David Knoll, our intrepid producer. Dino. And uh, Jordan Monsell, the artist. Monsell me smart. Go to jordanmonsell.com or Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. He made our logo. He's a gud dud, as we mm-hmm. like to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there anybody else you want to thank, Brent? I want to thank the Detroit Lions ahead of time. Why? For picking some great Ohio State player. I can't wait. I know they're can't going wait. to. I know they're going to. I can't wait. I don't know what that looks like, but I know they're going to. I can't wait. Me neither. I can't wait. Is it Thursday night yet? That's what it's going to sound like. Their pick. The Detroit Lions pick. Okay. The Wait. Hold on. Is that the cornerback or the defensive tackle? Okay, now it's clear. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. So with this, really, what are you doing? So with this, are you done? Yes. So at this, <laughs> now you're done. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Let's go. God dang it! I'm out of time let's crunch go. here. All right, let's go. So at this. <laughs> Andy Dufresne, what do you think over there? Dino, we got all day, right? We got all day. We do not have all day. Dino says behind the glass we have all day. All right, go ahead. At this point, Better Call Saul is a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me fart, Jesus. <laughs> all right. At this, at this point, Better Call Saul is a week and a half <laughs> in the books. God damn it. So it's the finale of Better Call Saul, Ray. It sure is, Brent. <laughs> I think I started myself, so I won't interrupt the next one. Oh, my God. I am, you've got me motivated. All right.